Hello and welcome to Jumpstart Weekly, the weekly manga podcast where every week we read all of the chapters on Viz's Shonen Jump website, as well as another collected volume of manga. I'm your host, Jeremy. And I'm your host, Kevin. Today we read World Trigger Volume 1. This week, today, however I say that. And one day, one day, I'll get it and I'll be confident in this podcast I've been doing for two years now. Maybe. Could happen. How have you been, Kevin? We missed a week. We did. On it purpose. Could... Turn and jump missed a week. Yeah, that kind of sucked. Yeah, I really could have used the manga that week. I won't lie. But at least I thought we got a pretty good one this week. Yeah, this definitely had some really good standouts. And we're getting two chapters of One Piece in a row. I didn't check if my heroes in next week. Uh, I didn't check either. But we have One Piece two weeks in a row. Huzzah. Um, so let's get started with My Hero Academia number 279, League of Villains vs. UA Students. What did you think of My Hero this week, Kevin? While I did like this chapter of My Hero, I feel like, like you said last week, even though it was a filler arc, the Momo does a thing from the filler episode in the anime was a lot better there because Momo actually does a thing as opposed to this is more Momo came up with a plan, but then don't worry, the teachers came in and made sure it worked. Yeah, I think this chapter will play really well as a two minute segment of an episode when you put music over it and have a bunch of quick cuts. But it kind of seemed like and here are all the characters who aren't important doing things. Yeah better than Ochiko and Ida, who are relegated to over there not doing anything important. But yes. they are important. They just don't get to do things. But yeah, that was really the feeling I got. It was like, and here's all the characters who don't matter fighting Gigantamachia. Yeah. So I still liked aspects of it. Like, I liked the League of Villains being like, holy crap, Gigantamachia really is amazing. And having that moment and as cliched as it is, the teachers coming in to be like, those kids were trying really hard, we got to make sure they succeed, was nice, but not nearly as nice as like, yeah, Momo came up with a plan. Yeah, except Momo's plan was, let's put him to sleep. Like, I made the sleep drug, came up with a plan, it didn't work, but the teachers made it work. As opposed to, in the filler arc, Momo came up with a plan and executed it, and like, Momo got to do a thing. This was just like, Momo was there doing something. Yeah, and so were some other people. Yes. Kaminari was there, but he didn't do a thing. Because he got to do a thing earlier. One thing per arc, Kaminari. Stay in your lane. <laughs> yes. Well, I love that Compress, that's his name, is like, ha, I know you're the brat who couldn't absorb lightning, so I needed to stop you quickly. Like, it made sense, because he had set up a bunch of targets. It was like, all right, cool, now I get to go wild, but was stopped before he could. Yes. It does make sense. It just, like I said, it's a bunch of characters getting their screen time. Yes. But it doesn't really amount to much, in my opinion. Anything else you wanted to say on it? Nope. That leads us to One Piece chapter 986, My Name. One Piece continues to be pretty good. Yes. Oh, I've got to parse my notes. The samurai decide they will go with Kaido. I guess Kanjiro got beaten? Yes. It certainly seems that way. Kind of off screen. Basically, in between in the chapter break, yeah, he got beaten, which is like kind of a nice sentiment. I think it'll play better in the like in an anime or oh, even in the volume because like the issue was it was like we had a chapter, then a week break, yeah. and then another chapter, and it's like it feels like I missed something, even though it's clearly 
he was like, ha, I've actually been hiding my secret powers from you guys all along, and they still beat the shit out of him without really losing, like, nobody even seems injured on their side, and they're like, yes, but there are eight of us. I think you're right, and it will play well in the volume where we just cut from that fight. Yeah. The anime, there will be two episodes of them fighting Kajura that they'll add in. That's fair. <laughs> I keep forgetting that the One Piece anime is not, like, it's not, it's bad. regular anime. I mean, to be fair, it's very regular anime for the late 90s, early 2000s from where it is. Yes. I'm just thinking of anime now where it's more an adaptation of the story and not let's try and milk this thing for as much as we can. Yeah. Luffy frees Yamato like he said he would. Yes. And they actually do explode. Yeah, which I really like Yamato being like, that stupid cow, he really did give me exploding handcuffs. I'm going to kill him. Or no, he's not my dad anymore. Yeah, and so Kaido is going to kill Momonosuke, but he does the same thing he did the first time. He's like, hey, what's your name? If You don't seem like Odin's kid to me, so if you say you aren't, I won't kill you. Yep. But of course, Momo does. And then right before Kaido can do it, he gets the hell Caesar out of him as all the samurai <laughs> jump on him and stab him at the same time. Off the balcony. Yeah. Uh, so he'll be fine for next week. Well, yeah, because... Their swords can't do, like, he even, he's saying that, like, your swords can't do anything to me, but they still managed to shove him off the balcony. Uh-huh. Like, he fell from a Skypea island and was totally fine. Yeah. I just found that amusing. The image of them all stabbing him is very good. Yes. As they push him off. It's a very good use of page space. And it really accelerated the plot. Also, we get really good shots of Law, Kaido, and Zoro. Yep. Listening to... The speech, we, we check a, in with all the characters. Yeah, we basically get a really good shot of basically everybody as the big showdown's about to go down. And then one of the things I really love is the cuffs explode and Luffy and Yamato manage to make it into the throne room. And he's like, oh, good, we're not too late. But Luffy is like, oh, well, it's not our turn to be the hero yet. <laughs> and that's when the samurai push Kaido off the balcony. And I just really like the fact that Luffy was like, oh, no, this is someone else's moment. <laughs> They'll they'll be worthless in a moment, and I'll have to go fight Kaido. But it's not that time yet. Yep, Kinemon gets to do a thing before I say bye to him forever, because there are too many characters in One Piece. Yes, I need to make room on my boat. It's huge. It's way too big for ten people, but I gotta make room on my boat. Honestly, the Thousand Sunny doesn't seem that big. You are right. It's definitely you could get thirty people on there comfortably, though. Yes, but well, I I would argue comfortably. Like, they all have like giant personalized rooms. Yes, but I, when I was saying comfortably, I'm like, yes, you could stack thirty people in like sardines on a normal ship, but plus there's all those like vehicles and stuff. Yeah, so true. like, their aquarium. <laughs> yeah, their aquarium. So I mean, yes, they all have nice personalized rooms, which is great. Like that's what I would like on a boat. I would not yeah. like to be like, all right, here's the bunk you're sharing with eight other people. Cool. Yeah. Where did the samurai sleep? Frankie did not build extra rooms that we saw in that tour. Like, Jinbei gets on, they're like, yeah, I guess you can sleep near the steering wheel, Jinbei. Clearly, he sleeps in the aquarium. (laughs) Okay, (laughs) touche. That would actually be really funny if they're like, "Uh, we didn't have a room built for you, but I got this giant fish tank. Are you okay with that? (laughs) It's for Sanji, though. (laughs) Uh, Anything else you wanted to say about One Piece? That will bring us to Act Age scene 122, Greeting. What did you think of Act Age this week, Kevin? I liked it. I liked 
just more of this explanation into the plot. And I really like the confrontation with the actor's daughter at her grave with her being like, oh, you know, nowadays everything gets turned into a TV or a book or a Taiga drama. Everything becomes a part of history, but nobody could have replicated you, mom. And then Kay is like, yeah, but you agreed to let the studio do a Taiga drama on her. And she's like, yes. And then walks away. Kind of like. Well, Kay asks why. And then she just power yeah, move walks away. With that, that's true. But to me, that kind of read is like to kind of prove that no one else could do her right. Like, you'll come out with this Taiga drama and it won't hold up. Yeah, I suppose. I really like the stuff between Kay and a character whose name I didn't write down and don't know off the top of my head. The older actress. Oh, I just drew a blank. Not threatened in the least by Kay, even though she's like, oh man, Kay is like devouring Chrysalis for her performance. It's scary. Yeah. It's like, but I. But she's not intimidated in the least by it. Yeah, and I like Kay's like, aren't you doing the same thing? She's like, no, I can't do that. I just came here because I'm your senpai and I'm supposed to support you. Yeah, well, she even the, even though she says that, she's like, it's to make, help you make as big a shot as you can so that I can make a better one. Yeah. Kind of like, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm here to make the play better so that I look even better when I upstage you. Uh-huh. Anything else you wanted to say on Act Age? Uh, nope. Pretty good. Yeah. It's consistently been pretty good. That leaves us to Hardboiled Cop and Dolphin Depth 5, A Warning to All Poachers, which was an interesting chapter. I did find it very funny. Yes, I, I really liked it. It's got some more stuff going on with explaining the backstory a little bit, and then just the the little girl comedy beats are just great. Yes. I, I love the dolphin be like, toss me, and he's like, what? <laughs> he turns into a dolphin. like, shouldn't you have done that after you got in the water? And he's like, Yes. I totally screwed up. <laughs> I really like that. Like he's pulling off the gloves and you can clearly see webbed fingers, but they come off and he's just a dolphin on the ground next to some human clothes. Yeah. Like you had legs earlier. What happened? <laughs> yeah. And Jock is super strong and can run on water. Yep. Because of course she can. Yeah. I, it's very irreverent, but I really like the humor. The action beats weren't as good, but they were still fine. Again, I feel like this, series is a real nice place where it can pivot very easily Mm -hmm. either or depending on what it wants to do yeah i i liked some of the action beats like i really liked when shark is fighting i'm gonna call him shark i'm is fighting the one poacher wearing a mask and he's like oh you're one of the strong like us hey why don't you join us and he was like probably join the cops because you had too much power and a bunch of excess energy and didn't know what to do and he was like no i just like punching smug assholes like you in the face yeah Anything else you wanted to say on it? I really liked the bit where he's talking about, like, right at the beginning, where he's, like, patrolling the ocean. Isn't that, like, the job for the Coast Guard? <laughs> like, how often are these weird creatures going to show up? And then the octopus guy's right behind him, like, hi. Yeah. The Coast Guard has no boats, apparently. I They were... It, it was kind of amazing, because it was like, oh, yeah, they. I, it might have been multiple distress calls, but there were distress calls set out to lure the Coast Guard away, which kind of does make sense because I'm assuming the Coast Guard doesn't have like that many, especially like the small little island. Town, yeah. Probably it has like one, maybe two boats for the Coast Guard. And so they're like, we had to go over here. Sorry. Yeah. That will bring us to Dr. Stone Z equals 160 Torch of Science. I really like Dr. Stone. This, week. this was super good. Sanku has been shot, but he doesn't seem to be dead yet. He is in critical condition. The 
his uh, bulletproof vest sort of worked and managed to break up the bullet into a bunch of smaller fragments and robbed them of a lot of their velocity. So he still got hit with a bunch of shrapnel, but he's not dead. And Francois manages to perform first aid on him and is like, all right, well, this is help for now, but we need a medical professional. And then it turns out, of course, the spy that they were dealing with was a med student. So she's like, you know, are you a doctor? Like, no, but I was a med student, so I can at least try and help. It worked on Mobile Suit Gundam. <laughs> yeah, that's super good. And then Sukasa and the Battle Squad shows up. Yep. Kuhaku is like, well, we're going to have to dig our way there. Yeah. Well, they're really like, they're like, I think I could deal with arrows. Yes, we could probably deal with arrows, but not with machine guns. <laughs> no, yeah, that, that wouldn't work, no. And oh, can we sneak in through the cornstalks? No. How, the water? No. I, and I know it, it'll have to be the reverse great escape. And I do love that shot of the like driller mech going through the earth. And they're like, we'll just get Senku to build us a bunch of excavator things. We'll just get him to build us Mr. Driller. Yes. And then we'll be fine. And then they get a community like, hey, Senku's dead. He says Chrome has to do everything. Yeah. It's like uh, Senku's been shot. He's not dead, but he's not okay. Yeah. And I just, I really loved that passing of the torch moment of... Yeah, it's very well drawn. Yes. It's very good. Uh, it reminded me a lot of the, now it's your turn for my hero. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm really excited to see if this changes the pace of Dr. Stone for a little bit. Yeah. Anything else you wanted to say on it? No. That leads us to Ayakashi Triangle Chapter 7, The Melancholy of the Ayakashi Medium. What did you think of Ayakashi Triangle this week? I still liked it. I'm enjoying the just the the ride, I guess. I I'm really liking the medium being so torn up over she's like, Oh, clearly he's hurting and he wants to be a boy and like I love they're talking about the show. It's basically Princess and the Frog, sort of. Only they're like, Oh yeah, the uh, man got turned into a uh Shih Tzu dog. Yeah. And uh, it's like, oh, but a kiss from the prince, or you know, a kiss from his princess will turn him normal. And she's like, what? You can't kiss until you're married. Yeah, the main character. Yes, she's, the main character. Like, he's like, you. But it's like, but what if that alternative was being trapped as a dog? He's like, well, then you should hold your feelings in forever. <laughs> yeah, like exactly what he's doing. And he was like, there's no way they would have gone through a marriage contract to a dog. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and they're like, wow, you are very old fashioned. <laughs> yes. Yeah, and then also his rival ninja calls him. He's like, hey, just so you know, Ayakashi mediums are part Ayakashi. Okay, bye. Yep. And he's like, you take that back right now. Yes. I like that, but he's also kind of worried about it because he's like, hey, if something happens to her, she might need to be exercised. Yeah. Although that they mention, I also like they have in this, so the, the Ayakashi from the last chapter, the little like thing that made you trip, they just basically scare it and then send it away. And they're like, they're, most Ayakashi don't need to be outright killed. Like, we can just tell them to go away and they'll leave. Because Ayakashi come from all over the place. Not all of them are super evil. Some of them are nature spirits. Like, there's no reason that we have to kill everything that we find. And they say that a lot of it just comes up to, like, mischievous thoughts. Yep. And the love interest, who's... I should write these characters' names down if we're going to be talking about this. Probably. Like, is falling asleep thinking about the, the dog show. Yeah. And now, like, oh, if I could just kiss her and make everything go back, I would do that in an instant. And we cut to hit or her, the main character's bed with her on top of her. And yep. she's like, what? Before we get some makeouts. Yes. 
So that probably won't work. Probably not, but. I like it, especially because the cat Ayakashi is like, I sense a presence, and <laughs> the like, de- the like, grandpa is like, exactly what I was trying to stop. God damn it! Yeah, and the grandpa is like, uh, I also, you know, like I sense something weird going on, and that's when she teleports <laughs> the, the the medium teleports into the main character's room to give him a kiss to be like, I'll turn you back into a prince. And again, clearly it won't work, but it will be even funnier. It'd be very funny if he turned into a dog or somehow <laughs> Mora girl. I don't know how that would work. He's pretty feminine. Yes. Anything else you wanted to say on it? I did like that he's literally got the scroll, like, in his bra. Yeah. As Even as he's sleeping. Like, that's how dedicated he is to keeping it. All right. That will bring us to Time Paradox Ghost Rider, Chapter 11, Victory and Defeat. So what did you think of Time Paradox this week, Kevin? It's definitely very interesting. I am... I am interested to see where it goes, although I'm I'm still kind of annoyed. It seems like we are definitely blowing over the fact of how is he going to write chapter 46. Oh, yeah, definitely. We're not coming back to that at all because we're well past that now. Yeah. And like it makes sense that it like, oh, yeah, it struggled. But I was like, I really wanted to see him struggle with that. Yeah. Me as well. I really liked all the shots of him like drawing so hard he bled. Yep. And I wanted to play with that. As we speculated two weeks ago, the, that was the main timeline, and she is now dead. Mm-hmm. So this ends with him basically getting ready to go in the time machine as it opens a big time portal. And I think then, he gets. I think he just gets sucked into the time portal at yeah, the end. Yeah, okay, that is the implication, yes. Because he's not there anymore. Yeah, because he's basically screaming at it of like, she died from exhaustion. How would me beating, how would White Knight beating, uh, what was the name Anima. of it? How would White Knight beating Anima fix that? She would be working even harder to try and beat me. Like, how would that have saved her? He's, like, screaming at the time machine because the game answers before. And so I did like that moment of, he was like, if you knew she died from exhaustion, there's a ton of different things I could have done to help her out. I could have quit and become her assistant. Yeah. Even something like, like, especially something like that, where, you know, he could have, he would have been like, I would have done that in a heartbeat if it meant, Helping her out. Yeah. So I was also interested, but again, the pace of this is so breakneck. I feel like it's not comfortable with itself, which Mm -hmm. is too bad because it's a series I really like. And we seem like we're going for a pretty heavy direction shift. Yeah. So we'll see if it now slows down again and it starts exploring alternate timelines. Like maybe this is a groundhog day level of like let me see if this fixes it nope let me see if this fixes it at least for a little while it could be that there are lots of ways it could go depending on what it wants to do and if it's got the cancellation i don't think so i hope not but it's a possibility yeah this seems like it could be a rather different or desperate shift to avoid that too it it could be yeah anything else you wanted to say on it no Last but not least, that brings us to We Never Learn, question 168, The Sleeping Beauty of the Literary Forest, part 9, Our Long National Nightmare is Over. That was my editorializing out the new okay. chapter. What did you think of We Never Learn this week? It was still cute, but this felt like even more like just some random chapter of We Never Learn. Like, it's still fine, We Never Learn, but it was like, this was the ending to the arc for Hashi getting cocked blocked by every single <laughs> other character in the manga yeah 
I talked a lot about how the kisses are going to lose impact each time. Yeah. And that really is the crescendo of this chapter. But there, it's just nothing at this point, mm-hmm. especially after you mentioned like this whole chapter is them trying to be on a date and they just keep running into characters. Yep. And like they go to the water park and Uraka and Ogata are there. And they tease for Hachi about having small boobs one more time. Yes. And then they're still there, and then apparently Senpai and Sensei just hang out now. Yep. That's going to that's gonna be the spinoff series, Senpai and Sensei. Sensei? Senpai and Sensei Adventures. I, I'd probably read that. I do like the idea of them just hanging out, <laughs> though it doesn't really make any sense. I'm, yeah. Honestly, though, that that's just always the way they are like presented most of the time in the manga. They just yes. kind of like happen to show up together. Uh-huh. But this one, I felt like they were deliberately hanging out. Well, like, I like the idea of they were like, listen, we keep in- inadvertently showing up together, like, the last 50 times. You want to just hang out? Like, yeah. okay. <laughs> but yeah, like you said, it just seemed like generic, we never learn. It didn't have much power to the ending at all. No. I. It even had... It even had that, like, uh, there are, you know, multiple Furuhashis experiencing multiple. I was like, did you literally just make this a, this is just literally an alternate timeline. Like, come on, man. Yeah. Yeah, like I said, this is by far the worst of the three we never learn endings so far. Yeah. And it was the one I was most looking forward to. So Mm -hmm. that's kind of disappointing. I hope it can regain some momentum going forward. Yeah, it was not the one I was most looking forward to. So I at least. Which one is that, if I may ask? Kirisu. Okay. I mean, that's a close number, too. Like, I think that one will be good. It seems hard to mess up. I am hoping for time travel boobs so much. <laughs> <laughs> that That's where my long shot bet is. Yep. Uh, anything else you want to say on We Never Learn? Nope. All right. That will bring us into Jump Card. Jump card is the segment where we rank all the chapters from our least favorite up to our favorite. We had 20 in total this week. What do you have at number 20, Kevin? So I technically did 21 because I did Hell's Paradise from last week because it didn't oh. have a chapter this week. Okay, I didn't read. I, I read it last week, so I did not rank it. That's fine. I'll just uh, delete it off of my okay. list. So. Forgive me if my numbers seem screwed up in a second. So at 20, I have a Gravity Boys. Yes, the honorary 20, a Gravity Boys spot. <laughs> I care about a Gravity Boys so much less now that we're in flashback land. Yeah. And it's also not really any different from current times. Current times? Well, especially because the ending of this was like the worst ending to a flashback I've ever seen. Because it was like the whole flashback was, oh, yeah, remember how we got together? And it only showed Baba, Saga, and Chris getting together and them thinking about, oh, that Geralt guy is probably interesting. And then the flashback ends with them being like, oh, God, the kitchen's on fire. <laughs> I assume we're going to get back to that. But... Maybe. But this this honestly felt like, nope, this was all a fever dream. Let's uh, move on. That's how every A Gravity Boys chapter feels to me. It Except does. Except the one there they played Jeopardy. I like that one. 
What do you have at 19? I have me and Roboco at 19. Same. This seemed like a real nothing chapter of that, right? Like yeah. This, this 20-year-old man character yes. is nothing. Them playing in the park is nothing. Not even in the park. The they're woods, like out. Yeah. yeah, they're like out in the woods. Like a two-day hike out in the woods. Yeah. Yeah, it did nothing for me. Yeah. And we're getting diminishing returns on almost all the jokes. Yeah, the the panties saying different things every time is kind of like I okay, you know, I I I'm hoping it's uh a criticism, a parody on the panty shot. Well, yeah, it certainly culture. is. It certainly is supposed to be that. But it's not a good one. No. It does not advance our society. Yeah, so. What do you have at 18? I have bone collection at 18. I I don't know. This just kind of felt Stupid, because mainly because we follow around the one other yokai spell user. Yeah, and like she was like, "Oh no, I'm struggling to fight this dude." Oh, don't worry, we already killed all of the rest of them. I don't, that might have been a cool thing to see. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't put it much higher, but I get the hero moment they're trying to give the main characters here, and I, I appreciate it. Like this is, I think, the part in the story to do this. Yeah, that's fair. It just like. I don't feel like they're superheroes, so that's the the hero moment of, uh, oh, well, we already took all of them out, kind of is like, okay. It, it felt more like you, oh, I didn't know how to draw the battle, so I glossed over them, kind of thing, as opposed to a, we wiped them out all out so fast you didn't even see it. And we got one battle here still, and I didn't need four of those, so. I think I, that's, that's part fair. of where I'm coming from, too. And this gives it a moment of, okay, we were badasses, and then we did this instead of, and then we cleaned everything up. Yeah. I, the former pacing is better than the latter. Yeah. And that's true. I just felt like I don't know, I'm just not invested in any of the characters, so that probably definitely hurts yeah, it. Yeah, that definitely does. I have Magu-chan at 18. Okay. I just didn't find it particularly funny. The ending was kind of sweet, but that's what got it above the other comedy stuff, but... It never made me laugh or even really smile, so. The the festival cuteness kind of got me, so gotcha. it went up a little bit higher. Not much, mind you, but, like, I guess I'm a sucker for Japanese festival stories, uh-huh. so there, there's that. I have Mitama at 17. Me as well. I, I It did make me smile a few times. No guffaws, no laughs. Yeah, it was okay. The one thing that kind of bothered me is, so, the whole crux of the story is Todd and P put on backpacks. And go outside. And I guess I just fell for the backpacks herring. Because, like, I was expecting them to be going to spirit school or yes, something like me that. me too. I was also expecting a joke along those lines. Like, something along those lines. And they're like, oh, they just went to go pick you flowers. So why did they put on backpacks? Like, I get why they didn't, like, want her follow. Like, why they were cautious and making sure they weren't being followed. But why did you put on backpacks? Like, that. Uh, that red herring was just like, you put on school backpacks and hats and we're like, it's early time to go. I would have liked a spirit school joke. Yes. Or like they've got to hurt school, but it's like the day off. <laughs> yes. I did, however, really like the joke where the guy with the accent just like shows up out of nowhere. Yes. And he's like, just responds and they just respond to him. I'm like, wait a minute. Have you been here the whole time? I just responded like it was natural. I was like, oh yeah, I always follow you guys just in case I, you like need my help. Yeah. Well, and I like, what are you, a Samurai's retainer? <laughs> yeah. What do you have at 16? I have Mori King at 16. The friendship angle, but like the fact that the butterfly guy was immediately like, oh my God, she's in love with him. 
kind of it just kind of came out of nowhere for me like i get that you know they set it up with uh, she was just always talking about him at home but most of the jokes just didn't land because i felt i felt like i missed the chapter of maury king of the two of them bonding interesting because this chapter landed for me in a way that maury king really hasn't lately that's fair i uh, like i feel like assuming the protagonist is just or the love interest character is into the protagonist is like a good enough setup. Yeah. And then I really liked how like base Mori King is about it all. Yeah. Like, let's do this mating ritual. At the end, he's just stolen a bunch of shoujo manga to read. Like that's a gag that always will get to me. Yeah. Uh, I, I need to learn about romance. Where's Sailor Moon at? Yes. I did like that. One of the th- main things that bothered me is when they go to jump up and see the stars. There's like an, an artist's continuity error in the fact that, so the two of them are carrying both of the Shoko and the little girl. And then out of nowhere, or no, it's uh, Shoto and the little girl. And then out of nowhere, Shoko is there. I was like, what, how did you, what? You weren't in the first panel or you were maybe in the second panel. And then you showed up in the third panel. I was like, where, where did she come from? She wasn't there originally. I seem to recall them landing at that point, but. No, they were still in midair. There's a there's a shot of her being cradled under Butterfly Guy's other arm. I will have to take your word for that. Like I said, it it bothered me because I was like, but you weren't there, and now you are. I was like literally just going back over the page. It was just that detail stuck out to me of why is that wrong? I have Bone Collection at 16. Okay. I think we've said enough on that already. I do like this direction for it a lot more than previous chapters, but it's not there yet. What do you have at 15? I have Magu-chan at 15. So, like I said, the, the Japanese festival thing just kind of gets me. I like the... I like the... I really want to see the fireworks. And then, of course, she is having to find a lost child during the fireworks. Like, no, we need to, you know, preserve the family's special time seeing the fireworks. And she was like, oh, I didn't actually get to see any of the fireworks. And then Magu-chan explodes. Yeah. No, I I mean, like I said, I I thought it was fine. I just didn't find it very funny. And I don't need an emotional chapter of Magu Chan. Yeah. I don't think. No, that's fair. But that did put it above the stuff that was just terrible. Mm -hmm. I have Mission Yuzakura family at 15. Okay. This one just did absolutely nothing for me. I get what they're going for with the the family bond. Like, ah, I'm going to be tough and believe in main character Chan. Yeah. It just did nothing for me at all. It just felt like it was going through all the motions and I I just had no I, impact on me. I really liked it with the fact that it was kind of the you lost because you ended up. Yeah, I, I mean, I appreciate the line, but it didn't have the impact that I, I mean, I've seen that before mm-hmm. and I've seen it done a lot better. And I think part of the problem with the reinforcements coming out of nowhere I think even if it had been like a cliffhanger last week of him showing up to save Tayo, Mm -hmm. it would have worked better. That's fair. Yeah, I just, it really did nothing for me. What do you have at 14? I have Mashal at 14. Okay. I did actually really like the the Mashal moment of, you know, hey, I can use, I can use second tier spells. And that's something very few of even the double line mages can do. Like, look how powerful I am. And I just like the the kind of you were just pressured by your family to be the best ever to, you know, like you need to prove your worth. And he was like, that's initially how my parents were. But thankfully, my sister was not like that at all. So I found a different reason to 
want to prove myself, like a different reason to better myself. It's not to prove myself to my parents. It's to prove myself to me, I guess. is kind of not. Yeah. I, this is the first like shonen chapter of Mashal that worked for me. Yeah. So I, I like actually it. put it up quite a bit higher. Although I, like I said, I thought it was a pretty good. Yeah. Uh, that's for shonen jump. That's really why Mashal's down here for me is while I did like this chapter of Mashal, I think some of the other ones had better shonen moments or, better them moments because not everything above it was yeah. shonen but like i think they they were better done but i did actually like this chapter of mashal i have black clover at 14 they beat the de- demon yay it just seemed like i said like i always say black about black clover that was some shonen i just read mm-hmm. they did a fight they did a win there was friendship i actually really they liked transformed black- and powered up I, I, I yeah, I really I really liked Black Clover this week. Very very similar to uh Mission Yosakura family, actually, except for that this is what I expect from Black Clover. So what do you have at Lucky Thirteen? So I skipped a number because of course I did when I was going over stuff. So I actually have Mashal at thirteen. What I managed to skip was Undead Unlock at fifteen. Gotcha. So that was another one that had some pretty good shonen moments of or special powers untouchable, which I kind of like. I liked some of the interactions with the other negators towards her. Like, you know, oh, you've got this, like, bubble that you can't interact with, but if you open your mouth, uh, there's a hole in the bubble, and so he makes, like, cake sticks. He's like, it's super long so that I can shove it in your mouth from far enough away that it doesn't explode. Like, I liked that bit. Yeah, I put it higher, so it seems weird to criticize it. But what really got me about Undead and Lucky is it seems super weird to have two flashback chapters like this in a row, Mm -hmm. especially since this one seemed so much more effective to me than last week's. Yeah. I get that they want to establish her relationship with both characters, but if you could have done that in one chapter, I think it would have been way stronger. That actually, Andy wasn't in that, the second flashback at all. Is he not? I thought he was the one with the, had the cake sticks. No, because that guy can't see. Okay. He uh. specifically says, "Man, it sucks to be blind yeah, right now." He's I, one. I think he's one of the other negators, the guy I, with the guns. Okay, I do remember the. Yeah, it sucks to not see, but I swore that was Andy. He looks really close to Andy, but it is not Andy because he doesn't exhibit any of Andy's powers. Well, no, but he also doesn't need to use powers. In his- yes, but I, I more meant like specifically the uh, "man, it sucks to not see" thing. Yeah, but we know Andy has multiple personalities with weird power things. So I just took it as this was a point I assumed in time we, where... I assumed Andy had one extra personality see, with a weird power thing. See, yes, but that opens a door, and I can believe there was a time where Andy couldn't see. Like, because we also know the thing about, like, he limits certain memories, and that affects how he acts. Yes, but we also had the bit where they're designing the suit, and that exact same guy is talking with the other negators that Andy had never seen before. Well, yeah, never seen before because he had been... He had been captured at that point, and so he wasn't allowed to, like, roam around the facility. Yes, yeah, and I don't think of him as a, a reliable narrator at all. I mean, that's fair, but I'm I'm saying this is totally a different person. that oh, just happened I mean, to may- look like maybe him. Maybe you're right, in which case this I probably put this too high. But I, like I said, I really wish that we could have got this flashback in one chapter. Yeah. I think that would have done a lot for this series, but I liked it more. Where are we, 13? Yeah, 13. I have Chainsaw Man at 13. Okay. I, there are bits I liked. I liked the people being like, ah, oh, you're a good devil. Let's feed you our blood so you can help us. Yep. And the ending, I think, is strong. 
It reminded me a lot of what was going on in Jujutsu Kaisen this week, and I felt like that was stronger. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Chainsaw Man, it's a weird series. Yeah. I, I always have a weird like time putting my finger on it. I appreciate what it was trying here, but I suppose this seemed like the natural conclusion from as soon as this story started. Mm-hmm. And so take stretching it over three chapters yeah. didn't do it any favors. Yeah, and it was my number 12 for a lot of the same reasons. The ending is really strong and making me think with the future devil being like, oh, that was literally the worst way you could have died for Chainsaw. And I was like, you know, it's kind of that, oh, well, like, how exa- how bad is this going to be now? Because mm-hmm. it seems like that's not the worst way for him. But unless this, like, breaks Denji's heart or something like that. Yeah. Like, maybe there was a way where he fought the gun devil's control and... Even if he ended up dying, he died as a person kind of thing. Or if power had killed him, maybe that's better for Denji. Yeah. Because he can, like, rationalize it. Yeah. I have Mori King at 12. Okay. We are, I talked plenty about that. Mm-hmm. What do you have at 11? I have Mission Yozakura at 11. Like I said, I liked the... You lost because you underestimated my younger brother. Because there's a lot of that with the... The guy just being like, oh, you know, I really respect the Yozakuras, but you're not even, even though you're technically part of the family, you're not actually a Yozakura. Yeah. Like, you don't have any special powers, so there's nothing you can do. That and I like the intrigue with uh, the man in black and the doctor guy that we got his name from last week, two weeks ago, with them being like, oh, well, you know, you ended up dying, but uh, that's okay. I got all the data I needed, and now the actual assassin can go deal with them. Yeah. I have Jujutsu Kaisen at 11. Okay. I do feel like if I was more invested in this series, this would have done a lot more for me. It had some, like, Demon Slayer vibes. Yeah, I really liked it. I thought it was pretty good as well. I mean, like I said, I thought it was a pretty good week for Shonen Jump. Mm -hmm. And I definitely enjoyed Jujutsu Kaisen. But I didn't really have, like, a a finger on the characters here. And I get the Secunda thing, but I wish there was a to me, very clear difference between Secunda and the guy he's possessing, the way they're drawn. Because I think, like, I I don't think they're, I think it's Secunda this entire chapter. Yes. I'm supposed to think that. But there were points where I'm like, am I not supposed to think that? Because I don't know this character very well. And I wish there was a clear signifier to me. There's the four eyes thing. I mean, it just, it doesn't work for me. Uh, that's fair. I'm just, like, usually it's the four eyes and the, the he's got tattoos yeah. on his face when he's Sukina. So, I agree, it it can be a little muddy at times, but... I just think there's more you could do with it. This is technically the first time he's possessed yeah, him, yeah. though, so... Yeah. What do you have at number 10? I, we never learned at number 10. So, like I said, it was cute, but this is just kind of went out with a... Not a whimper, but, like, it just kind of went out. Yeah. I got Undead and Luck at 10. Okay. And we said a lot about that already. Mm-hmm. What do you have at number nine? I'm my hero at number nine. It was still good. I still liked the moments, but like when we were talking about earlier, I feel like the Momo does a thing has been done better by the anime for a filler arc, which like that's not technically the manga's fault, although this happens after that premiered. So it it is a little bit, especially because he probably had a hand in that because I feel like nowadays manga authors are slightly more involved in the anime process than they used to be they are it's hard to say if he had any hand in that or not yeah i i don't know but i at least i at least have the feeling that he did but like even if he wasn't the one who came up with the plan they at least consulted him maybe Mm -hmm. of hey we're thinking of doing this filler thing with momo how do you think that works awesome that sounds great 
And it just kind of sucked that this didn't work out as well. This was more the teachers help Momo do a thing. I have We Never Learn at 9. Okay. Not much more to say about it. What do you got at 8? I got Ayakashi Triangle at 8. Like I said, I, I liked it. I like the, the funny jokes. Um, the sexy tension. Yeah, <laughs> that, that's a good word for it. Sexy tension going on. Uh, most people call that sexual tension. Yes. But they're not going to have sex. I mean, like... <laughs> that's where it creates the tension, Kevin. That's fair. I have Mashal at 8. Okay. Again, this is the first time Mashal has worked for me as a shout-in series. Uh, I'm always complaining about how I just wanted to do comedy, and I don't think it's great at shouting. Mm-hmm. And this is the first time that it really turned around there for me. Totally fair. What do you have at Lucky 7? I have Hardboiled Cop and Dolphin at 7. I liked it. I thought it was kind of funny, but I just tended to like the shonen. I think basically everything above this had really good shonen stuff, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. So, or in the case of Time Paradox, it just had a better mystery. So, like, I really liked Hardboiled Cop and Dolphin, and I liked laughing at the jokes, and I'm excited to keep reading it. So, it's top seven. I got Time Paradox at seven, because even though I am still intrigued by it, I really felt like this was a rush of a chapter, and it feels like not much happens in it, other than the reveal of stuff that happened last week, and putting it in context. I guess that's totally fair. I just, I guess I really got invested into what's going on next week, which made me like this chapter a lot. Which is what put it, you know, in my top seven. But, like, I don't feel the chapter itself did much that we didn't already see last week. That's fair. I guess two weeks ago now. Yeah. What do you have at number six? I have Jujutsu Kaisen at six. I really like the couple of full-page spread openings for the chapters on this one. I thought they were pretty neat. And then I do kind of like that almost Demon Slayer level thing of... The guy's kind of having, like, an Assassin's Creed epiphany with Tsukina <laughs> as they're like, well, you're dying, but we got to have this full conversation. And he's talking with the other two cursed spirits. And Tsukina, I really like where he's just kind of, well, you guys want to replace humans? Like, don't discount yourselves. You guys are strong. Like, you guys are worthy opponents, you know, worthy opponents. And I've been fighting for thousands of years. So I did like that. Yeah, I liked it, too. I got my hair at six. Okay. I pretty much agree with all your criticisms of it. What do you have at number five? I have Black Clover at five. I really like the passing of the sword bit where S has only got 50 seconds of devil time and the main devil is like, oh, I just need to keep knocking away Asta's swords and then he won't be able to do anything. But then when he finally gets the last one and Asta's down to a couple of seconds, Yami tosses him his sword and Asta cuts him down. And I just... I really like the the passing of the sword moment where Yami is like, here, take this. I have Ayakashi Triangle at five. Okay. I mean, again, not much more to say than what you did. I enjoyed it, and I am also very curious about where it's going. What do you have at number four? I have Time Paradox at number four. Like I said, I am super interested as to what's going on. I do like the bit where he's, when Anima first releases, it hits number one and beats White Knight. And he's like, I've got to do better. And so it's his bandaged hand with the pen literally like bleeding spiritual fire. Like I like that shot or that panel, I guess, of that. So I'm excited to see where Time Paradox goes. I hope like it. I hope it's not super different, uh, different. And even though I mentioned the disappointment and not under not knowing how he gets past chapter 46, 
I felt that disappointment weeks ago when the time skip happened. So yeah. like it didn't hurt as much when this was kind of the confirmation of like, okay, you're you're you are never going back to that, all right. I have hard boiled cop and dolphin at four. Okay. Really just because of like how great Chaco is and like the image of her running on the water holding a dolphin with, Who, with, with a man riding it. Yeah, with a man riding it. I also really love the bit where the guy's like, uh, the one dude's, oh my god, it's a man riding a dolphin who's uh, being carried by a small girl running car, and I've run out of space! Yes. <laughs> Describe it. Yes. yes. That was uh, really good. Some of the some of the world bubble play in that one was pretty good. Yeah, I really enjoyed yeah. it. What do you have at number three? I have Act Agent number three. Same. It's super solid. Yeah. And I'm excited to continue on the storyline. Next week, I'm assuming we're going to start the play since this was their last day of training. So that'll be cool to see how they deal with that. If it's going to we're going to see bits of the play or if it's going to be more of the aftermath, kind of like the last time they did the play. Yeah. But I think for Cosmic Railroad, when we started reading we saw more of the play actually happening, so I, I just wonder exactly Although how it's going to be. Pl- it's a TV series. Yes, I guess it is a TV series, but... So, like, filming at is going to be... Although they do film it in order. Yeah. That has been a specific part of it. So, we'll see. What do you have at number two? I have one piece at number two. Same. It is a really good one piece, but that Dr. Stone, yeah. just... Man, that was so good. Yeah, this is probably the best chapter of Dr. Stone I've read. From a single chapter's perspective, mm-hmm. a very strong, super solid cliffhanger. All everyone you want to see is there. Yeah, great emotional moments, really good comedy beats. Yeah, just everything about it was awesome. Uh huh. All right, that does it for Shen and Jump. We will be talking about World Trigger Volume One after the break. So we read World Trigger this week. This was your suggestion, Kevin, and you've read this before, right? Yes. So what do you think of it as a volume? I like it as a volume. It's still... Part of the problem is this feels weird because we came in at chapter, like, 150 it's or a, something like that. It's a completely different series, yes. right? It doesn't feel like it's got the same main character. Maybe it does, but it didn't feel that way. Like, the character who feels like the main character in this volume did not feel like the main character in that volume and, no and the other character is not even there they're both there are they okay never mind i did wonder if that was okay never mind then he has changed a lot yeah because but uh kuga and osmu or osamu uh, i don't know how to pronounce his name are both there they're all they're both on the same team okay. in the tournament that they like the big problem is we came in the middle of a giant tournament arc like a giant tournament arc so it feels weird to go from a tournament arc back to, hey, here's what's going on in the setting. Yeah. I also think this volume is really, really slow. By the end of it, I was kind of invested and it was starting to get there. Mm-hmm. But that's the second chapter in particular feels like just such a dead space. And um, a little bit. And like I said, it just feels really slow in like telling you, here's the characters, here's why you should care about them, and this is the world's deal. 
Mm-hmm. And I don't think the world building it does is particularly like innovative or interesting. It's not terrible. It gets you where you need to be, mm-hmm. but it's not a strength. I wouldn't say. Yeah, and like I said, I just felt it felt very slow to start, and I don't think either of the two main characters get off to a good start. In That's terms fair. of this is why you should care about them. Again, by the end of the volume, I kind of w- we were there. Mm-hmm. I just feel like a lot of time gets wasted in the first three chapters in particular. That makes sense. What feels like the first arc kind of starts. Yeah, I, I can understand that. It also ends at a really odd place, although that's not entirely the volume's fault. I can see why you do that working in chapters. And it does give the volume a next cliffhanger that makes you want to go to the next one. Yeah, it's a pretty decent one. It just also the I know this artist can do better because, like you said, we entered in the middle of a giant tournament arc. that's much later. Mm-hmm. But the monster design he does in the combat in this don't do much for me. Yeah, they're pretty basic. I don't know how much he had done before this. Uh, he'd done one series, which to my knowledge, I think is a comedy series. Okay. I'm basing that entirely on the title, so I could be entirely wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's how it read to me when I was looking at his bio. Yeah, but I definitely, I this is one of the ones where I really like reading the, like, he's got like little author annotations mm-hmm. about a lot of stuff. And he kind of basically comments on the fact that the art is changing even throughout this stuff like i do really like the character designs especially battle mode kuga when he activates his trigger i really like that kind of like black super i'm not gonna call it lumpy but he's got like ridiculously thick forearms kind of like giant large gloves and just the i like the look of that and then i do like later the the actual uniforms of the border agents as opposed to the training uniform more which is fine. Like, if I liked the training for him more, I would kind of think that would kind of be shitty because then he'd obviously grow out of that. Yeah. And I I half agree with you on character designs. I think, like, the A-team characters are all pretty strong designs. And, like, the main characters, I guess the two of them, we'll just call them the main characters for now. Okay. Um, I think their designs are pretty good. Um, I do, I will agree with you, and I really like all his little notes about, hey, this is this bully character I yeah, this is what their design's about. But I don't know that I think the other designs are that good. Like, they're not bad. They're serviceable. I, I don't think character design is one of this guy's big strengths. I was saying, I was more meaning the, like, the main cast has decent designs. Even though Osmu is literally, uh, his character concept was guy with glasses. I mean, he looks like Ida from My Hero Academia. Yeah. If they switch places, I don't know if anyone would notice. No. But, like, from reading the tournament arc... I like a lot of the tournament character design. So, like, I think his kind of, these kind of background characters are just that background characters. They're not, it's not the amazing, even something like Odai, where even the background characters are super memorable. Yeah. Um, and that's not really a criticism. Of no. Like I said, my problem with World Trigger is that it really feels like slow to start. And there isn't a good antagonistic force, I don't think established in this good volume there's no. there's the very generic monsters and there's some antagonism between Asamu and the and i but yeah. also we get insight into i and like that Asamu does not have that clarifies where she's coming from yeah and it doesn't necessarily make her a good person but she does not seem evil no she's not really an antagonist it's like she's sort of an antagonist she reads like a love interest frankly sort of yeah Part of that is probably just her name being I. Yeah. 
does not help with that image. But like I said, there's no like nothing I want them to beat. There's just this generic, yeah, bad stuff happens. Yeah. And that, I don't know how quickly that changes, but that does change. Like, obviously they go through the whole tournament arc so that they can beat the big bads. And, oh, well, it's mainly to save uh, the the girl who hasn't in- been introduced yet, which I was kind of surprised by. I kind of forgot that she wasn't introduced in the first volume. Yeah, it just seems like but whatever it is, World Trigger doesn't have it in volume one, I don't think. Yeah, it's starting to get some of the cool stuff, but it's kind of like Dragon Ball, where it's like until Krillin shows up, it ha- doesn't have as much of a hook. This is kind of similar where I forget her name, but the girl with ridiculous... I keep wanting to call it spirit energy, uh, trigger energy before she shows Trion. up. Tryon, Tryon energy before she shows up. The, they don't really have this guiding force of, he's like, you know, I, I want to be a better person. And that's basically what it's got. And then it, she shows up and it's more, I want to save her. And so he's at least got a goal. Yeah. And I think this is, we, a lot of times when we're reading Shonen Jump, we talk about how this will read better in the volume. I feel like World Trigger probably read a lot better as chapters. Probably. Because at least they have internal conflicts in each chapter. Yeah, um, like the chapters are fine. Yeah. But like I said, the the action doesn't do much for me. And the creature design really does nothing. Yeah, they're just kind of like weird worm things. Yeah, and I don't know that I have much else to say about World Trigger Volume 1. It was fine. By the end, I wanted to read Volume 2. But I felt like it was wasting a lot of time up front. That said, it was a pretty quick read. Yeah. Usually taking notes takes me an hour to read a volume of manga, and I was done with this one in 45 minutes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's it's something that it, it at least got my attention enough. Now, some of that was I came in at chapter 150 and wanted to get caught up, but it was one of those, well, I just want to keep reading, and I was kind of surprised that volume one was only seven. Like I, I That sounds weird, but this just kind of seems like, I do agree with you that the first couple are kind of slow but then they start picking up and then it does actually want get me invested. And then we get into the cool tournament arc. What I'm yeah, this inter- becomes an esports series at some point. I know. Yes. It's all about the first person shooter strats at some point. Yes. Not yet. No, that actually takes a while. There's a lot of stuff going on before they get into the esports tournament. Anything else you wanted to say on world trigger? It's something that, this will be my second or this was my second read through of it. And I do kind of agree with you. This was much nicer to read as chapters, which is something you can do at Viz's website. Yeah, it's I it's believe, all on Viz, right? For the $2 subscription. Yeah, I'm pretty the, the first seven definitely were. I'm pretty sure everything is there might be a gap somewhere. I'm not I didn't scroll through everything, but I think they've I think they've gotten World Trigger back fully backlogged so that you can read all of world trigger for the two dollars so if you're already paying for it this is and you're somewhat interested it comes out monthly so not it's two chapters come out once a month right most of the time i think last month only one chapter came out but a lot of the time it is two chapters come out a month so it it comes out bi-monthly once a month if that makes any yeah that's that's why it's hard to say it it comes out as a two chapter chunk yes once once a month because it gets printed in the, because initially it was a weekly series. Yeah, and then there are, the artist had to go on hiatus. He had health problems, and they shifted it to monthly. Yeah, well, actually, I think what happened was 
So it was a weekly series. He had to go on hiatus for health problems. And that was a long hiatus, like several years. He came back because it had gotten an anime at that point. He came back, had a weekly series, but then they decided to push it to the monthly magazine. I think because either he wasn't able to keep up the pace or maybe he wanted too much space in the chapters. But he started getting the two chapters in the monthly magazine. Because it kind of felt like he was skipping every other week. So I think that's kind of why they ended up. Yeah. It, it, it was just an odd situation. Yeah. It's still good. Like, it's one of the monthly series that I still read every month. I haven't read this month's, but that came out just a couple of days ago. And I'm usually kind of slow on reading the monthlies, especially with the the weeklies for recording the podcast. All right. That just leaves us with Personality Power Level. Vegeta, what does the scouter say about his power level? Personality Power Level is the segment where we rank characters from manga from best to worst. At the very top is Uzumaki Naruto. He would be very mediocre at first boost shooters, I think. Probably, yeah. At the very bottom is that guy who's not Yamcha from that time I got reincarnated as Yamcha. He's probably okay at them. Then in the center, we have Tomura Shigaraki from My Hero Academia, who I bet is surprisingly good at first-person shooters. Yeah, well, especially with how much he loves game... But, but he's Japanese, so he does not yes. first-person shoot often, I imagine. Probably. Who do you want to put on from World Trigger? Do you think Yuma or Osamu? I'll say Osamu, because he actually is the main character. Like, they're both main characters, but he's more of the main character. That was certainly my read from yeah. this. Although it seemed like it could have pivoted the other way at any moment. It could have, but because you've at least read a little bit of the tournament arc, Osamu is the captain of the team. Some of that is Kuga is definitely the best fighter, but that's it's kind of like, that's about it. Like, you'll be a much better strategist than me. I'm good at a tactical level and, you know, like, yeah, sure, I'm the strongest fighter, but that doesn't mean I can lead the team well. Yeah, and for good or ill, reading this, neither of them felt like the main character, and reading the later chapters, no one felt like the main character. It definitely feels like a team effort later on, which doesn't bother me. I don't mind the fact that it's more about the team. I'm Kind of the other thing is, because this is like an esports tournament to decide who gets to go on the away mission, they're, even though there are antagonists, they're not really antagon- like They're tournament arc antagonists, which work differently. Yeah, even depending on the, the tournament arc, like yeah. even the My Hero tournament arc, it felt like class. some of the people in Class B are like gunning for Class A, as opposed to some of the other people are like, we're just here to see who's stronger, and this is definitely a case of we're here to see who's stronger. Every time I think tournament arc, I think of Dark Tournament. <laughs> Which is incredibly antagonistic, yes. but it still serves to introduce a bunch of characters for later. Yeah. You gotta have Jin so Jin can show back up. Yep. And not really do anything because the last arc of Yu Hakusho is bad. All right. So the character who sticks out to me is Ichigo from Bleach. And I think part of the reason that Osamu doesn't feel like a main character is his design. Mm -hmm. Like we said, he feels like he's the glasses NPC in the background. That was literally his character concept. Like, I do like that. That was one of his character notes of he was like, yeah, Osamu was literally guy with glasses. That was my that was my pitch. I just think it hurts him. Yeah. Like, I don't think he is as good as Ichigo, who's a character that we don't give a ton of love to. No. Eren from Attack on Titan is the next, I think, comparable character. Another character, he does feel like the main character, but who feels like he's very much in a team. Yeah. How do you think those compare? I like, 
obviously early Osmo is not super great, but I like him later on, especially with him kind of struggling with being the team leader. Like everyone is like, you should be team leader. What? I'm not good at all. Like, and so I like that kind of struggle he constantly deals with of he is the team leader and the weakest person on his team. Okay. I'm willing to give that to you. How do you think he compares to Domon from Flame of Rekka? Who is, I think, kind of a bog standard guy on the team. Yeah. Again, I think I'll give it to Asamu just because of the internal struggles he faces throughout this of, I know I'm just rehashing it, but that being the weakest guy on the team, but still being the team leader kind of thing is really interesting to watch him as he evolves. Like even in this, he's, you know, I need to stand up and do what's right, but I'm not, I'm not strong enough to actually pull that off, but I still have the drive to get better. All right. I think that makes perfect sense to me. So Asamu Mikimo goes at number 53 above Domon from Flame of Rekka and below Ichigo from Bleach. Okay. All right. Thank you very much for listening. Speaking of Flame of Rekka, we are going back to that next week. Reading volume seven, I think. I think seven, yeah. Something like that. So prepare for more Dark Tournament. Yeah. Dark Tournament light. Until then, our opening theme is Fighting Against One's Will by Midair Machine. Our closing theme is A Psychic Fist Fight by Tom W. Emerit. Other music on the show is by Spectacular Sound Productions, and our album art is by Kate Wind on DeviantArt. www.lastpodcast.com is our website, where you can check out our past episodes, our personality power level list, as well as the other podcasts I do. www.patreon.com slash lastpodcasts helps support all those podcasts, so if you want to give a donation, you can do that there. Is there anything you want to plug this week, Kevin? Not this week. Have a great week, everyone.